And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Spin Rate, the Toronto Blue Jays podcast here at The Athletic. My name is Drew Fairservice. We are so excited for the season to begin mere hours from now. Your Toronto Blue Jays heading into the season in rare air, I think we could say. People all over baseball picking them to either win the World Series or compete in the World Series. It's crazy. A lot of big off-season additions to the Blue Jays. Matt Chapman there. The beginning of spring training. Huge addition to the Toronto Blue Jays roster. And here on Spin Rate, we've made our own addition. Our own big off-season signing. This is our first episode with the new co-host. One of the new co-hosts of Spin Rate. He's joining us. He's going to join us once a week. Caitlin and I will still do our episode. Caitlin will join us. Me and Ricky Romero, former Blue Jays opening day starter, all-star, and podcaster in his own right, is going to is joining Spin Rate. And we're so excited. Ricky, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, man. Thank, thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. I remember I, when I got the call, or um, actually Caitlin uh, reached out to me and, and, and about the opportunity. It was, it, was, it was pretty cool, man. And, and to be able to uh, join another podcast, people know, how passionate I am about the Toronto Blue Jays, the city of Toronto. So to be able to uh, talk about them even more now, I, um, it's, it's even better. So I'm, I'm happy to be joining you too, Drew. Um, we should have some, we, it'll be a fun season. I know uh, we have a lot to talk about, a lot to cover uh, today and throughout the season. So it should be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's, this, this, we're we're going to have fun. We are going to have fun. Let there be no doubt. I, I'm really excited. This is, it's going to be, uh, it's just a different, a different look. You know, I, I love doing the show with Caitlin and, and Caitlin has a lot of insight and a lot of, you know, eyes on the ground and, and can show us a lot of, and tell me and teach me a lot of different things every single week. And I'm excited to learn from you. And I'm excited to talk about this in Toronto Blue Jays team. Like I said, Opening days tomorrow. Opening day start. So you shared it on Twitter the other day. You when you made your opening day start. What do you remember about that day? About going out there to take the hill on opening day in Toronto. Oh man, uh, yeah. Well, it feels like it was just yesterday. But when you look at the, you add the extra one to the other one. It's eleven years, and I look back and I'm like, man, I'm I'm getting old. <laughs> That's the number one thing I think about. Um, but no, man. You know, I just remember when I when I got told that I was going to start opening day um, in spring training and, and just the excitement of it. Um, as a young kid, uh, we all watch opening day and you one day hope and wish that, that maybe you can be starting for a major league team. And when, when that, uh, dream came true, it was, uh, there's so many emotions. You don't even know what to expect. And, um, I had experienced two opening days prior to that as a, just a guy, a, a starter, you know, that wasn't, the, the ace of the staff. So I knew the energy that the Rogers centers would bring on opening day. But when, uh, when you step foot on that mound, actually 
backtrack a little bit. When I walked out to that on the field and the crowd was already there, they start chanting Ricky, Ricky, <laughs> that part. I was just like, wow. Like that's where I, for me, um, I'm a big routine guy when it came to starting and not letting anything outside distraction get to me. But that moment I was like, I'm going to soak this in. There's still 25 minutes till game time. I came out a little earlier because I knew that the energy that, that I would feel and I'm going to soak it all in so that by the time first pitch comes, I'm, I'm settled in. So all that stuff, I was seeing all the, the pregame ceremonies and, and just, I, I, you honestly can't even like, it's hard to describe, but it almost feels like you're just walking in space. Like you can't even feel your legs, your heart's ready to pump out of your chest. And then the best part is when you start hearing the crowd sing, Oh, Canada. And that part is just crazy. Like this just, it, 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 again, it, it's hard to explain. And then once, once, once I got out there and it, you, you realize it's 60 feet, six inches, and it's just get out at that point and, and you hear the roar of the crowd. It's, it's awesome. It's, 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 it's a memory. One of my favorite memories, obviously as a Toronto Blue Jay, um, there's, Unfortunately, we never made the playoffs, so I don't have those memories for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I mean, uh, it, I feel like it, it, in those days, you know, the team was kind of up and down. You know, the couple, next couple of years, it seemed you know, there was a lot of different kind of hype. And obviously, to 2013, when when you were you were hurt, but the team was, you know, made all the, made the big trade with the Marlins and stuff. But that mm-hmm. was like the biggest crowd of the year, right? It would be like yep. opening day, Canada Day. Those were the the, the biggest, the you know, the yeah. biggest crowd. So there's that extra little bit of jump, that extra bit of energy. I'm sure that came in pitching in that environment. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. Yeah, it was it was an, an environment like I'll never forget. Um, I, to be able to pitch for the only team that represents all of Canada in Toronto packed house. That's why I, I I've been saying this and, um, tomorrow when they open up, I think the electricity is going to be that times a hundred simply mm-hmm. because nobody, no other team has had what the Toronto blue Jays have, had to go through these past two years um let's let's put it out there it's they've they've had it like tough as far as setting up home in Dunedin and then going to Buffalo uh so for two years there were the 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 fans here haven't gotten a chance to see it and now you're gonna have a packed crowd everyone's been looking forward to this team the hype around this team is is for real um you you see all the off-season acquisitions what they accomplished last season um, you put that all together. I, I feel like the energy is going to be unmatched and, and I'm looking forward to it as a fan of the game, as a fan of the Toronto Blue Jays, I, I can't wait to, to step foot in that stadium and just, just take it all in and, and, and watch, uh, with the beer in my hand, you know, just kind of sit back and enjoy, and enjoy the game. <laughs> different, different perspective. Hopefully, uh, like your opening day start, maybe the Blue Jays can, uh, put four up in the bottom of the first and just like let everybody have a good time right like take take That'd the edge great. off a yeah. little bit that's, because that's what, what, you, what you're looking for and you know the blue jays are so young too that like so many of their core players haven't had an opening day like this yeah i mean the blue jays returned to toronto last year in the you know when they finally did get to play um uh, at the rogers center it was almost like an opening day but but there's still nothing like opening day yeah. and and so so for vlad Bo, you know so many guys that that haven't been on the on the on that field and and feeling that that energy there's something weird about it because it's the weather sucks right i mean it's still southern ontario in, in like early april or late march I, so. I, I think it's i think it's beautiful today drew what are you talking about man the sun's out it might it? be a little chilly 
Maybe I mean, it's where it I live. It over here. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, but but it, it it is special. It's a special and it's opening day and there's nothing like it. I, I mean, I don't know about what uh, I saw. I looked at the schedule today and there's so many night games. I'm like, come on, opening day, day games. I'm like, do do me one favor. Like day games on opening day. Everybody get out there what? in the sun and have a good time. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, what? Why do you think that that fans like um, day games? I like night games. I I just feel like you get everyone out of work. Everyone's ready. Uh, day games. It's almost like eh. I mean, and growing up, Dodger Stadium that was the thing. You, day games, day games, day games. And I'm like, mm. dude, I, I'm in school. I, I can't. I, I can't. You know. And, and, yeah. I like so, opening day day games because opening day is like again there's a there's a whole different vibe. Like everybody is excited. Even even uh, the, the the Orioles fan is excited for opening day because the Orioles haven't lost any games yet. So you can go in there optimistic. We're 500. It's all downhill from here. But like this is this is this is it's just uh, you count me among the people who who says I mean it's it's not realistic, but like opening day should be a holiday. Like nobody's got to go to work. Everybody go to yeah, the ballpark. Everybody I, go to the bar, whatever, watch I, a game. I'm with and, you and so that. every all the rest of them can be night games. I like night games. I like the three thirty four o'clock starts in the weekend. You know, personally, just because I'm not I'm not so much of a of a, of a morning person. But uh, for opening day, let it be a day game. And the rest can be night games. You got you got yeah. eighty other night games for for the rest of the year. So do one but, in the no, day. yeah. We we I mean one thing we do agree though is that it's going to be special. I think for for the city of Toronto tomorrow night. It, it really oh, yeah. is. I, I I think it's we saw um how emotional it was when they came back and that mm-hmm. was just at capacity now you picture you know packed house great looking young team and, and like you said vladdy Bo, cavin all those younger guys a young court haven't experienced an opening day they don't know what it's like so i feel like when they get out there and, and they 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 hear the love from the crowd that it's it's gonna be pretty cool so there are great expectations of this team. Do, do you think it's fair that the Blue Jays are being, I mean, fair? It's not unrealistic that the Blue Jays are, are favorites in the division and, and a lot of, you know, pundits and writers and whoever around the league are picking them to come out of the American League. Is, is that something you can see with, with with this team, given how strong they are and given where they are in the rest of the oh, division? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, uh, absolutely 100%. I see the, the expectations should be high. After coming... Um, from the year they had last year, they were so close to the playoffs and they should have been in the playoffs. Uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to see that young team in the playoffs and see what they mm-hmm. can do. We wanted to see Vladdy. We wanted to see Bo. We wanted to see those guys go out there and, and, and experience the playoffs and see what it's not, like. Not the other teams in the American league. They did not want to see those blue Jays in the playoffs, not <laughs> the way right. that they were playing in the second half. You're right. You know? Yeah. And it, it's, it's a fair expectation for them, but I think they're ready. They're they're They, 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 they almost seem like they want it. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because that's everyone wants it. Everyone wants yeah, to yeah. get to the World Series, but they, they, I feel like the leadership, the the growth that 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 Vladdy has shown um, to me for a young kid is is unbelievable. I mean, he he's taken it upon himself. Um, we we saw a little bit of the weight issues early in his career that that he he knew he had to fix, and he went out there and he's posting videos of himself working out. Um, making sure that he's ready. And, and I, I mentioned it earlier to a friend of mine, he's a man on a mission right now. And he, I think he honestly hated losing that MVP to, to Shohei Otani. I'm glad that he hated it. He should hate it. It should motivate him. Uh, there's no way he should have finished any higher than, he should have got 28 or 32nd place votes and that would have been good by me. 
Look, we could turn this into the Otani podcast. People give me a hard time because I try to do it every single week anyway. But I think that the, the Blue Jays are like, they're just a good team. And it's not, it's not like one of those years where you have to squint and think like, what has to go right? Like, I feel like the Blue Jays have, and the front office have added a lot of depth. Like they could sustain an injury. I mean, not like, yeah. like obviously if Vladdy has to miss the whole year or something, that's huge. But like, Guys could get, you know, they've, they've built in some depth. They've, they've, they've built yeah. in days of rest for George Springer. They've got some, a bit of starting pitching depth where like if, if Hyunjin Ryu, you know, is struggles or, or has experiences more, you know, kind of bit of a, the ticky tack injuries through last year, they, sh- they can still be okay. And I think that's, yeah. that to me is the mark of a really good team. Well, and, and it brings me to this point. Like it, you mentioned depth. And for me, like, I, I got asked yesterday, is it Nate Pearson? Like, how valuable is he to this team? Well, he's very valuable. One of these guys goes down. It's no guarantee that you're going to have five healthy starters. As much as mm-hmm. you would love to in, 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 in Major League Baseball and you want to have all your starters clicking on all cylinders, it just doesn't happen. It just, when have you seen that? You know, it just, it's, it's rare that you, you, you carry all five guys all the way through the season. So to me, Nate Pearson is, is, is still valuable and he should stay ready. He shouldn't be, I, I know he's dealing with the, with the, a bit of a serious illness, but, um, his attitude should still be towards, you know what, I'm still a big part of this team and, and the organization should, should let him know that, Hey, it can be you at one point. And if you're not ready when that bell rings, then we're going to know. So you have to stay mentally tough and, and mentally ready. Uh, so that if your name is called, you're ready. And, and um, I, again, the depth of this team is good. You got Ross Stripling too, a guy who can start at any point or be a long reliever. And he's a veteran guy knows what it takes to be a starter and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's it, depth is, is incredibly um, a big thing to have on a team. And, and when you're able to have that, like the Blue Jays have, and you tip your hat off to Mark and, and Ross. Um, I know they, they took a lot of heat early on in their, in their, uh, mm-hmm. when they took over their jobs here, but people have to understand too, that it's a process. It just doesn't happen overnight. And we're, we're here now. Um, and, and everyone I'm sure is praising that, you know, but now the, the product that they've laid out has to go out there and perform. I mean, it leads to the next subject. Like, is it, is it frustrating as a player when, when a team doesn't spend, um, you know, it, Yes, it is, especially when you need help. Um, especially like I remember one year for us, I remember John Farrell was our manager and he brought us in the office. I forget who the players were. And he said, Hey, there's possible, we're in the middle of the race right now. I think it was in 2011. We were kind of on the bubble. Um, and he said, there might be some trades we don't know yet. And then nothing happened. And I mm-hmm. feel like the whole team was dejected after that. Like, come on, like we're, we're out here, we're playing our asses off and then nothing happens to help the team. But, um, a few years later, um, Alex Anthopoulos goes out and makes all these deals. And, and that's when he brought in the Tulos of the world. Um, mm-hmm. and he made those big splashes and, and, and he said, I think, I think he, he was quoted as saying like, I'll never hold back from, from adding if I get a chance to. So it is important, I think, um, to have a, to go out there and, and show your team that you want to win. Um, but again, it doesn't spending doesn't necessarily always mean that you're going to win. We look at the San Diego Padres and what they've yeah. done. <laughs> it fell apart. The poor, I, 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 the, given the way that so many teams operate now, I can't help but like 
root for a team like San Diego. Like they're trying to win. They're they're spending <laughs> money. They're making trades. They're developing their own players. Like they're doing everything you need to do. Like I wish it works. I wish it would work yeah. better than and, and same with even like Cincinnati last year, not this year, but like. I love it when you see teams try to win because there's just so many that, that aren't. We'll be right back with more spin rate, but first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One question I have for you, I was thinking about some of the moves that the Blue Jays have made, you know, this spring. And I think in particular, the, the Randall Gritchick trade. So, I mean, if, so if you're on that team, so you know, Gritchick is, you know, what he can, he's capable of. They know everybody's played with him for a few years now. Again, he's been around for as long as anyone. But if, if you're a player in, in, and you're in that clubhouse and you say, Hey, I appreciate maybe that they've given Randall the chance to go play every day which is what he wants to know. He's looking ahead to his own free agency. But also they brought in a guy that does things that none of us do, right? They mm-hmm. bring in a guy like Tapia. It's like he can run. He puts the ball in play. Like he's a different guy. To me, as a, like when I'm doing whatever I do, I'm a fan or an analyst or whatever in between, I love that kind of move because it's like it's, they're really moving all the pieces into position to win. Do you think yeah. that's how the players might perceive it? They see that like this is, a, this is a move that's good for our team and good for this guy that we've played with for a long time? 100%, 100%, I believe that. And, and this is the thing I see with this. When you, when you look at this lineup on paper, you're like, okay, the bottom of the lineup and the leadoff guy, your job is to get on base. It's going to be, it's going it, to, it's, it's the key right there is going to be on base percentage. We're not asking you guys to hit 20, 35, 20, 30, 35 home runs. Just go out there, get on base because the big boppers that sit in the middle of that lineup, oh baby, it's going to look juicy for them. So, mm-hmm. so you, yeah, I mean, uh, right now Tapia brings a different dynamic to this team—a guy that can be, you know, can beat out a ground ball um, and, and stuff like that. Stuff that that kind of gets the rallies going um, and and that gets you fired up as a as a baseball player. Yeah, every, the home runs are sexy. Everyone likes to see you know the moonshots and 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 the pimp jobs and all that stuff. But the 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 cool stuff that happens like leading up to that is is stuff like that where you know you you can get. Um, a ground ball, base hit, beat out, steal second base. Now you got to run around on scoring position, base hit, you score them, you're up one nothing. Stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, and nothing frustrates the pitcher more than that. So when when you're able to when you're able to do stuff like that, it it it's frustrating as a starting pitcher, and you're like, man, I, now I got to worry about the guy at first base, and I got to worry about the hitter. This guy's gonna take off. How do like so? And in, in the and Taco seems like he can be that pesky type of guy. Well, I think you add. Uh, to your point, the Blue Jays have so many guys that are, are rally all on their own, 
Right. Mm-hmm. So if you get Tapia beats out a ground ball and then they like Kevin Biggio draws a walk and then now it's a three run home run waiting to happen. If it's, exactly. if it's not Springer, if it's not Vlad, if it's not Teoscar, if it's not Bichette, like you got to get through all those guys and, and with, and when there are guys on base, it's like anything, yeah. everybody's waiting there. And, and, you know, you know, you know, Springer will take a walk, you know, that Vlad will take you, take a walk, you know, that, uh, Bichette will, Foul off a lot of pitches, <laughs> like one one of the two. Maybe not oh, as yeah. inclined to walk, but what, like what, you know, hitters hit. So and, and he's ready to I'm, do that. So it, it makes them tough. I'm, it really does. I'm sure you've seen the projections of the lineup. What would, what would be your perfect lineup for tomorrow? What would, I would what, say. What, what would want Drew's lineup to look like? I so I like uh, Springer, Vlad, Bo, Teoscar Hernandez. I I really like. I maybe I, it's not necessarily old school, but like I love the idea of a of a guy like Bo Bichette hitting third because he can come up with two outs you know more often than not he'll come up with two outs in the first inning and he can start a rally on his all on his own not only can he hit the ball over the fence but he can run yeah uh, really well and like add extra bases i don't like him as much in two as i do vlad i just want to give vlad as many at bats as i can and you want to keep springer comfortable so i kind of like that as like the top three and then if you go teoscar and then, like, then you can go either way, right? You can go Teoscar Hernandez, you can go Chapman, and then Lourdes Gurriel. I mean, I like Chapman in there as a guy who's maybe, you know, can, can take a walk as well as, as we hit the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah. And then basically, basically, then you just sort of like whoever, depending on who's playing and like how is Danny yeah. Jansen playing is Kirk. It doesn't really necessarily matter. I love BGO as nine, right? As like a, just because yeah, I, think he's, I think he was kind of miscast early on as like a really core piece. Like, I, I've been critical of Kevin Biggio. I think that this is a great team for a player like him because the things that he does well fit with the larger group. You can yeah. ask him to play some second base. You can move him around, and you can hit him ninth, right? Don't but, You don't hey. need to put him at the top of the order. Let him yeah. do what he does best, which is be really discerning at the plate, get on base, and then he can just trot home you know, most yeah. of the time. And he's a good base no. runner too, so I like he, him there. He, he, you're right. He's a smart baseball player, and I can see why people have grown frustrated with him, but... When you come to think about it, he, he's been asked to move position, a lot of position, and I don't think he was used to that. And I think now he's at his natural position at second base, and he's comfortable there. And I feel like, um, yes, he can fill in in other spots, but his main position, second base. And I, I'm, I'm a guy that's really, really rooting for him because um, he's a great kid, and his makeup is 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 great too. So um, I know he's going to come in ready. But the guy that I'm looking forward to seeing hitting in this lineup fully healthy from a hip injury is is Matt Chapman um and maybe I'm being a little biased because he's a Cal State Fullerton alumni he's a he's former <laughs> Titan <laughs> but to me I think he honestly he has the potential to to hit 25 30 home runs this season and and it, and can you imagine that amount of production with that lineup with what they already have I mean it's just it's gonna add a huge dynamic to this to this team I think well, it, it, you you mentioned the 2015 Blue Jays when they added Troy Tulowitzki as, and it really just helped already, an already great offensive club take it to the next level. And I think that that's even what Chapman can do too, yeah. because a you eliminate like a like a, a not a not a hole, but like a dip in production. You know, Santiago mm-hmm. Espinal. Everybody's really excited about what how he looks here in the spring. He's put on some weight. He played the hell out of third base last year, but like mm-hmm. Chapman is an upgrade in every conceivable way. And yeah. now, you know, you, you don't, you look at the Blue Jays regulars, there's not a below average player anywhere. No. They don't have isn't. any holes. So there's no easy outs. There's no, rele- there's no let up for the pitcher. And, and on top of that, I mean, you, I can, I'm sure you can appreciate what it would be like to have Chapman playing third base behind you now, 
where just like, you know, the Blue Jays infield defense wasn't great last year, especially in the spring in April, it really struggled and they kind of found their way again with Espinal and Bobichette sort of settled some things down. But I feel like even just having Chapman is going to make Bichette's job that much easier. And it's going to really make a huge difference on just saving some pitches, getting, you know, getting or stealing a couple extra outs to get, let guys like Ryu kind of trickle a little bit even later into the game. And, and then they're really off and running. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And, and I wish people can see my facial expression when you mentioned, <laughs> can you imagine having Matt Chapman uh, playing third base behind you? And he ain't no platinum winner just by, by a fluke. He's won it a few times, you know, so uh, he's, he's, he's everything that, um, you want in a third baseman. He's everything that's been advertised. A guy can pick it. And it's funny because we're going to see plays out of him that he makes look easy. You, when you watch his highlights and you're like, Oh my God, like as, as somebody who, 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 who was a starting pitcher at that level. And, and you look at those plays, you're like, people don't realize how easy he makes those plays look like the short hops where he comes in and he just scoops them up like nothing. Those are tough, tough plays. And he, <laughs> it's routine for him. And uh, I feel like we're, we're in for like a lot of wows, a lot of web gems out of him at third base. And, and you're right. He's going to, he's going to take a little bit of pressure off, off of bowl um, because he covers such good ground to, to his left and to his right that I feel like it's going to be something that's, that's, that's going to be awesome. So let me ask you then another question, though. What would it take for things to go wrong for the Blue Jays? What does like a, a, like a disaster 2022 season look like to you? I think it's going to be a, a bad I don't, I don't want, We don't want to put too much evil into the world, so it doesn't have to be a disaster. But like, what would a disappointment, like if, if we're in June and we're being like, what's wrong with the Blue Jays? What do you think might be the thing that would be plaguing them at that time? Injuries. I'm, I yeah. feel like that's the number one thing. Injuries. Yeah. And and guys obviously having off years. I think those are the top two things. Because <laughs> even with injuries, I feel like with injuries, I feel like you can uh, um you, you look at the Atlanta Braves last season and they mm. lost Ronald Acuna early in the season and they still went on and won a World Series. So I feel like it, injuries can they can happen, but you know, if the team stays above head level and then they hit their peak right at the end, boom, you can go on and, and, and make it pretty far. But mm-hmm. uh, it's having, you know, multiple injuries and the rotation going down, stuff like that. I mean, I've been part of rotations where three quarters of the guys went down. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's not easy. So, it, I, like, like I said, health, it, that's the number one thing. And guys just living up to the expectations that everyone expects them to live up to. I feel like that's the for me that's the only real way that the thing could could kind of go sideways and that's if you know I think there are some questions about Hyunjin Ryu uh there are some questions about Nate Pearson I don't think there are I think Alec Manoa has gone out of his way to like quiet the questions but on the surface level if nothing else you can be like well he is he's only started whatever like 25 times in the big league so you you could never know and and but but other than that, I, I think the depth that we talked about at the beginning sort of can help take care of that. Like if Bo yeah. suddenly, you know, is having trouble making contact, okay, well, he's a still the shortstop, so you can move him down in the lineup. You can still count on him to play some good defense. And if he gets hurt, then you've got guys that you can bring, you know, have step in. If it is Santiago Espinal, maybe not an ideal everyday shortstop, but you, you can you can make it work. And I think that the floor is so high for this team. I think that's really what what makes me feel like for things to go bad, which again, they are, you know, we blue Jays fans have seen a lot of weird stuff over the, over the last however many years. So things can go, can go sideways, but 
I think yeah. they're as well positioned as anybody could ever hope to be here yeah. on uh, you know the, the yeah. day before opening day when when they're trying to win the World Series. Yeah, I mean the bottom line is is this team is going to be ex- as exciting as there is right now in the big leagues. And uh, again, when when was the last time we heard MLB Network picking the Blue Jays to win a World Series or to be there? The representative for the American League, um, the, the American League. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just all that stuff. The, the, the hype is real around this team. It's not just like, oh yeah, it's just this, the Blue Jays that are going to go out there and and be finished third to the Yankees and the Red Sox. No, I think this is this is this is real, and and and, and it should be like that. I think even, you know, think back to 2015. So the Blue Jays kind of came out of nowhere and made, not came out of nowhere, but had a good veteran team that hit their stride and became really strong. And then 2016 came along and I don't know that they probably weren't the favorite of anybody's favorite going into the year. But even the 2016 shows that a, a team that's well built can kind of pivot, right? Because the yeah. 2015, we remember all the home runs and Edwin and Jose Bautista. But 2016 was a team that was built on pitching, right? Pitching and defense. Yeah. And they had, Amazing health in the in the starting rotation. They only used seven starters, one of you know one of which was traded for another, and and you know a, a good and, and well made team, especially with with again with veteran guys with a high floor. They can navigate some trades. They can navigate mm-hmm. down years. They can yeah. they're built to last. And and I definitely think you know you you give credit to to Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro off the top. And I think that that the the design of this team. Is that they are built to last? They are built to withstand yeah. a down year, withstand withstand an injury, and, and even withstand you know what we saw last year with four ninety win teams in the same division. Like mm-hmm. that's unlikely to happen again. But I, I think the Blue Jays are as well positioned as any. Other than the Dodgers, I think there's there are fewer questions about the Blue Jays than any team in baseball. One hundred percent. I think that if 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 you had to nitpick at something as something where you're kind of like oh like. What what would be like their weakness? I probably say right now. I mean, and it's not even a weakness. It's uh, you. You almost just wonder what the bullpen's going to shape up like, and what is it going to be like? What are the roles that those guys are going to have to take? Uh, you know, we know who the ninth inning guy is going to be um, in Jordan Romano, but the the, the in between the, the the sixth, seventh, eighth inning guys, you just kind of sit there and wonder a little bit, don't you? I mean, or, or it, do I make sense or is, is I mean, it, it's just to me, I'm, that's, that's my biggest question mark. We saw what Timmy Meza can, can, can do. And he's, he was unbelievable last year from the left side. Um, so you just sit there and wonder that, that again, that's me nitpicking a little bit of like, it's, I'm just wondering how that bullpen is going to be this year. They don't have a big name guy, right? They didn't acquire mm-hmm. Craig Kimbrell or or Kenley Jansen, which some folks uh, kind of thought was a good idea. But I like that they kind of have a not. I mean, I don't. You know, if you listen to this show, you know, I'm loath to praise the Rays, but they they have so many different looks, right? The Blue Jays have mm-hmm. so many different looks. They they got Simber coming from down low. They got Richards and his there's one changeup after another, and and then you've got. You know, Mazo, like you said, just two seamer after two seamer. Now they've got Taylor Sacedo, who had a great spring and was was mm-hmm. a nice surprise for the Blue Jays last year, kind of slinging it from the left side. And then Romano, you know, throwing ninety eight over the top. So I, I like that. I, I think that's you know, stuff is stuff, but having a, guys with good stuff and a different look can I I love that as a bullpen build. I think to the Giants, right, the 2010, 12, 14 Giants that yeah, had yeah. you know Lopez and 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 all these guys coming from all these different Sergio Romo, and different yeah. stuff. Hmm? Yeah, in Romo, no, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and and sometimes it's about deception, right? You got guys, you got a Jose Barrios and a Kevin Gossman throwing BBs out there at ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, 
and then you bring in these guys like a Simber and it completely throws the hitter off. And, 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 and I know that for a fact, you know, when, when you change velocity that much, it's, it really does throw them off. They're so used to timing this guy, trying to time him, trying to time him. And then you bring a Simber from down low. Mm-hmm. It, it's completely different. So yeah, I mean, deception plays a big part of it. And, and they definitely do have that. Baseball is so crazy now. I mean, the game has changed so much and, you know, you know, uh, you, when you and I recorded one of these before, I threw a number out there now that you know, and that was who has the most complete games uh, in Blue Jays franchise history since 2010? And the answer is Ricky <laughs> Romero with eight. Uh, I don't think I'd be surprised if we see one this year, to be honest, because now if you're a, if you're a hitter, if you're a right handed hitter, you're going to see maybe three different pitchers in four or five plate appearances in a game. And if one of them is Gosman throwing, you know, that insane change up of his or uh, change up splitter, whatever it is, and then you're going to see. You know, uh, 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 Simber throwing from his knuckles, dragging his knuckles off the off the mound, and then you're going to see Jordan Romano at 99 over the top. Like that's a that's a, a difficult assignment for anybody yeah. on any given day. And yeah. it's 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 a the Blue Jays are are, are again. I, I like what they've done. There there are you know obviously there is potential for a guy who throws 83 miles an hour. That's always his margins of error are thin and and amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know. If last year was his career year, that's awesome. Everybody's allowed to have a career year. It doesn't have to be the new standard at which he's going to pitch from every every time out moving forward. But again, I think that they've got some interesting guys in the bullpen. They've got some interesting guys that can bring up kind of maybe from the minor leagues as as well as, you know, you can build the bullpen on the fly. That's the other thing I think we've seen yeah. in recent years. You can always make a trade and, or, and, and add a, another big arm dude at the back of the bullpen. Yeah, that's, that's true. And my goal this season right now, or maybe hopefully by our next episode, is... I swear Kevin Gosman throws a changeup and not a splitter. I swear I saw that grip and it was a circle changeup. So <laughs> it's 100% a circle changeup. You Caitlin right? wrote the story. Caitlin wrote a great story here for the Athletic okay. and and she asked she asked a bunch of different pictures about their about their signature pitch and she asked uh, uh, Jose Barrios about his, his curve and she asked uh, Jose uh, Jordan Romano about his four seam fastball which is which I think is awesome it's like what's your signature pitch he's like I just rear back and fucking throw it I mean he didn't say that in as many words but like that you know he added velocity and he's so long and it's hard to pick up but but Gosman's split grip is definitely a circle change it's weird it is it's a like it's, you see, he's because like I used, pinching I used it. to get hmm? I used to get the same thing. It was for me, it was yeah. a circle changeup and hitters would ask me, are you throwing a split finger? And I'm like, no, but he's got such great action. Obviously I didn't throw as hard as him, but he's got straight, such great action on his changeup that it looks like a split finger, but it's, did you, it's you used to try to change? You, did you throw a couple changeups? So didn't you, did you cu- try to cut it a little bit sometimes your changeup or was it always would, the same would, one? I, no, sometimes I throw a two seam changeup, which was yeah. my my main one, and then sometimes I throw my four seam changeup, and that one would cut on me sometimes. So yeah, it would look weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I, I, guys, man, Tim Lincecum, the same thing. Tim Lincecum, they were like, "It's a splitter," and he's like, "Nope, no." Though they say it's a splitter, and he's like, "No, it's a changeup," and it's like, yeah. "Buddy, like we can all see your fingers when you let go of the baseball." He's like, "Nope." Not a splitter changeup, but yeah. whatever makes everybody comfortable. So that that'll be fun to mon- to monitor. I think I saw some of the. Yeah. I think it was Codify, one of those like off baseball lab things, was talking about yeah. how Gosman's getting even more run on, on his on his splitter or changeup, whatever it yeah. is, and, which is a nightmare if you're an American League. Yeah, I read batter. something like, oh, he had the most strikeouts on a splitter last season, and I was like, it's not a splitter, it's a fucking changeup. <laughs> <laughs> more spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. 
If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight? Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, so we've named a lot of different different Blue Jays players and a lot of uh, different outcomes for the Blue Jays. So let's. I'm going to nail you down. First episode, I'm going to tie you to the, the hot take machine. What do you got for predictions? Yeah. Who do you think is going to come out of the American League East in, in 2022? The American League East? The well, Toronto actually, do each, give me, hit me with each division if you've got it off the top of your head. Oh, each division. I think it's the, the Blue Jays, the White Sox. Um, you know what? I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the with the wild card here. I think the Angels might make yes. might might make a play. Yes. I, I really do. I really do. And who am I missing? The but then the you got Central? a couple wild cards. There's how many wild cards out there now? Two, three. Geez, half the league is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Boston will, will get a wild card. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they, they they're in play. I'm like I don't know if I'll give the Yankees any love. Um, <laughs> I, I think um, Boston's going to take a real step back this year. Me personally, you, you, really? I, I think the 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 that Boston had a nice year last year, but I really couldn't explain to you how or why or if they could do it again. Um, I, I like I like love the Angels pick. I think that this is it, kind of for this Angels team um, in terms of the way it's built. I would love to see Anthony Rendon have another great, have a good year again, be like the great player that he had, was for so long. Yeah. Um, and you and, and I think all of baseball. If you're a baseball fan, you want to see Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. In, the, in 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 the playoffs, and now you add Shohei Otani, a completely freak of an athlete from the mound from from the plate. So, yeah, I, I, I like I'll, I think they they make a play this year, and yeah, so it's Jays, um, White Sox, Angels. I'll give the Red Sox some love, and I don't know how you ever count out the the Tampa Bay Rays. I just I can't. <laughs> I'm tired. I've, I've as much I as I want retired to. now from. Counting out the Rays. I, yeah, it, it feels good to, to my soul to say that the Rays are going to be bad or to say, like, take the under on the Rays, whatever it is. It, it makes me feel good, but it's never going to happen. It makes me feel worse in the end no. because I've been something I wanted to happen. But, you know, they're so good at player development. They're so good at, at, at identification of, like, guys that, 
that um, you know guys with skills that maybe aren't being being uh, maximized. And I don't know what your experience or what you've heard, but it seems like people love to play for them too. They love to play in the organization yeah. because it seems like they, you know, all of that skill isn't just like we're going to ring you out and and you know put you away wet. It's like we're going to help you take your career to the next level. And it seems like the players really buy in. And and I think it, it dates back to the Joe Madden days when 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 I when I was coming up in '09 and he was there managing it. The the the, the crop that they were bringing up, like the Longorius, David Prices of the world, the Matt Cars of the world, Jeff Neiman. I'm throwing some names from back in the day, James Shields. Um, and and they always just always had this like cool dynamic where it just seemed like they were so loose. They were just going to go out there and kick your ass. And they weren't going to have, they didn't care about having the big time player or anything like that. If you want big money, all right, we'll see ya. Carl Crawford, all right, see ya. You've been here forever. You've been the face of the franchise, but you want big money, all right, see ya. You know, so they weren't, they're not scared to like let guys walk and then just replace you with the next guy up. And, you know, they obviously have a young kid in, in Wander Frankel who's everyone looking forward to to watching play this season. And, you know, some are saying like he can, he can possibly win an MVP this season. But um, yeah, I mean, you just, to me, you just can never count out the race. But yeah, if, if I had to choose right now, um, you know, the, the World Series final, it'd be the Dodgers against the Blue Jays, and I'm taking the Blue Jays in six. There, oh, Blue Jays in six. All right, you heard it here first. Ricky Romero, we got him nailed down. Hot takes flying, flying out. Yeah. I'm not, I, 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 th- I think picking against the Dodgers in the National League is foolish at any time. Um, again, I, I, as someone who, who would self-identify as a Giants fan, I Again, I, I can't see I can't see a world where they're as good as they were last year. I mean, Jesus, what they yeah. were 105 games like that's insane. Um, they Same. are uh, they are baffling. Obviously, the lost Buster Posey, which is huge, but um, Atlanta again, people are, are really high on them. Of course, they just won the World Series. I just uh, the Mets. The Mets are so weird. I don't know. I I have they're the Mets are so Metsy. The Mets are the Metsiest team right? in all of in all of the Mets world. It's just it's that. Me and my friends refer to that all the time. Like the Mets are going to be the Mets. Like you just, you want to see that one, two punch of the Grob and Scherzer and then already having problems. And I'm like, oh my God, like when does it end? Like, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about like teams spending money and this and that. And sometimes it just doesn't work out for teams. So um, you hope that those guys get healthy because they are a big part of that organization and, and all the baseball, everyone loves watching good pitching performances and, and guys who can go out there and dominate every fifth day. So you hope that they, uh, they get healthy and, and they make a run. I think we can bring it back to the blue Jays in a way where it's like, I think the blue Jays are a good example of what a team needs to be and has to be in 2022 in <clears throat> any sport. And that's not just throwing money at your problems, but it's mm-hmm. doing everything as well as you can, Yeah, you know, try to develop players, try to draft players, try to, you know, have that positive environment where the players want to be, they want to come, they want to get better, they invest in themselves, they invest in each other. And and I think that the number of times you see a, a, a Mets or even like uh, the example I'll use is like the Lakers, right? You, you can't just be the Lakers forever. You have to be a professional sports, you know, business. Unfor- business is, maybe that's an unfortunate piece of it, but it takes more than just, you know, the bright lights and like the fact that, you know, you got a rich guy who owns the team. It's it's not always going to be that. And, and the Blue Jays yeah. have a very rich owner, but now it feels to me and it seems, you know, the, 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 the team they've built and the way that they're viewed around the league, that they've got just a really, really strong organization now. And they're really taking steps in the right direction. And this is what 
when you when you talk about the plan and the process, this is what it needs. I think this is what it yeah. looks like. It's developing it's, players. It's spending money. It's making trades. It's doing things to win the World Series without just throwing good money after bad. Yeah, no, and fans fans want to see winners right away. I get that. I totally get that. But sometimes, like you mentioned, it's there's a process to it. There's we preach uh, patience and stuff like that, but it's hard for for somebody that's going out there and spending money on t- or going to watch the team and you're seeing a bad product. It, it you know you just you kind of tune out a little bit, but we're here now. The organization has done everything possible for this team to to go out there and 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 put it together and win. And and that to a fan is super super exciting. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this season. And again, just I know opening day is today, and the only thing you wish for every team is for everyone to be healthy and and have a good year. And and now let the games begin. It, sh- it should be fun. Let the games begin, the man said, and I think that's exactly what we're going to do. If you're going to the game on Friday, I hope everybody has a great time. If you're looking forward to Blue Jays baseball, Spin Rate is the place to do it. Make sure you not only subscribe to this show, which you can do wherever you get your podcasts. Search Spin Rate. Hit us with a review, with a rating, any of that stuff. If it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever, subscribe subscribe to Spin Rate. You should also, of course, subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash spinright. They will give you a tidy deal of $1 a month for the first six months. You can read everything, all of Caitlin's season previews. You can read Caitlin's awesome story with the, about the Blue Jays' signature pitches as we hyped up off, uh, during the show. You can read everything everyone's written about the Blue Jays. Now's the time because they're writing about them. Ken Rosenthal's talking about the Blue Jays. The mighty Andy McCullough's talking about the Blue Jays. This is the time. So if you're a Blue Jays fan, enjoy opening day. Enjoy opening weekend against the dreaded Texas Rangers. Ricky, thank you so much. We're, I'm so excited. To, talking, about, talking about aside, but I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for you, me, Caitlin, to have a great time talking about Blue Jays and with, with passionate Blue Jays fans. I'm super excited, man. I'm super excited. It, 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 great first episode. Again, thank you for the warm, warm welcome. I look forward to interacting with, with the fans, too. And, yeah, let's, let's, let's grow this, uh, this podcast. Let's grow Spin Rate, and, and we're, we're in for a good year. We are in for a good year. You heard it here first. His name is Ricky. My name is Drew. We'll talk to you next time on Spin Rate. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.